Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 131 of the Pika Serenity Podcast. I am, as always, one of your hosts, Emilson, and joining me, we have my co-host, uh, Namali. Hello! And this week, uh, we are going to be talking a lot more about Raid and Mythic Plus testing and the loot and just like all those things that have just all come out at the same time. <laughs> Yes, uh, we got some tuning changes as well. Um, some major shakeups to a couple of classes that were getting new toys that have been now removed. <laughs> uh, but it's before we get into all of that, how is uh, how is raid this weekend, Um, uh, so it's Nathria, so it was easy. Um, we basically we we killed everything, but um like the middle bosses so like the the beast lord wing um on night one and then also went and did a jailer mount and a sylvanas mount run Jesus. all on tuesday I mean, that's we, insane we, we crushed yeah um our our sylvanas mount run was a little scuffed but we one shot it which was which was nice um jailer yep. uh i think jailer we one shot and like three healed too so like on non-faded weeks it, it right. just balls over um yeah but no, it was it was an easy raid and then we went back thursday cleaned up the rest of faded nathria um and just yeah it was joke of a day i mean it was it was very nice like nathria for whatever reason is like you get really through i don't think i mean to be fair i don't think there's any one boss that like was that bad plus most stone legion generals yeah i mean stone legion wasn't terrible. I don't know. We wiped maybe two or three times, but um we had a terrible time on Stone Legion Generals this week. Oh, really? Yeah. We actually so like w- all right, so context, right? We're a CE team. We have a roster that's fairly large. It's like 26 people right now. Um okay. We had five people post out that we knew about, which is mm-hmm. like, okay, we can handle that. That's why we run a roster of this size. Right, right, right. Um, then we had two more people post that they were going to be late. Oh, no. <laughs> so oh, for no. those that are doing the math, that is 19, which is not enough for Mythic, yeah. uh, which is what? Like seven people. That's crazy. Um, so we had a former Raider online and we grabbed him and we went into Jailer um, and we actually like almost killed it in three pulls and then took another like four pulls after that. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah and then people the people who were late got back gotcha and uh and we went and did castle nathria which actually was going fairly smoothly up until stone legion generals yeah which just like took an hour for no specific reason just just like general nonsense in the intermission pretty much like um The big one was accidentally pushing the commando into its shield phase uh, before we were expecting it. Okay. So then people weren't able to swap in time and it explodes and, you know, wipes the raid. Yeah. Um, Some issues with the interrupts spawning so far away that the nameplate didn't show up and it just did its initial cast. Like we had one... We had one, so you know where like Renathal is in the back next to Denathrius's yeah. door. We had one spawn there. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. We did not have any that far away. Um, and so, crazy. 
it didn't like it spawned right at the end of phase two right so mm-hmm. the boss is over there it spawns next to the boss next to Renathal. we all move out and it just like gets overlooked that there's one there like the ranged are already out of range of it so the nameplate yeah. doesn't show up and it just oh, gets a cast off and kills us yeah now we i mean we didn't we didn't get any of those did you keep soaks on by the way no Okay. Yeah, we did. Sense. We did double affixes. So we did the skip. We did double affixes on Shriekwing and Sludgefist, yeah. um, and then we went to Stone Legion Generals. And it's just like between that and the Jailer, we wrapped that up with like an hour and a half left in raid, and we were like, instead of pulling to Nathrius, we are going to go and just clear the rest of the raid, yeah. which we more or less did. We've got Kalthos and Council still up, but Kalthos is going to be like uphold and then council is i mean honestly maybe we don't even pull them like i don't know yeah people already have their hymnals like we've got a full hymnal group yeah um I so mean, i don't know that there's a reason for us to go and pull them yeah i mean council is barrier so it's not terrible barrier yeah. soaks so like technically you just turn off soaks if you really want yeah. and just do barrier yeah. so yeah yeah i mean we i mean that's yeah, we got lucky with sort of the double affixes because moats are really good. Like our Nerva kill, yeah. we didn't move a Nerva. Like we just kept yeah. a Nerva like yeah, where she stood. Same. It's so like, wild. <laughs> it's so funny how good like some affixes are and how ter- like soaks like soaks are just just awful. Like yeah, just yeah, generally terrible. Um, yeah. So I had, soaks on sludge fist was like the problem is you have to like learn the new time. Like I think we talked. We don't yeah. talk about it. Just have to learn the timing for like when to do yep. the spells. You're not dispelling as like the AOE is going out and you kill people. So, yep. Yeah. I mean, we we uh, ended up like on our kill of Sludge Fist just saying, you know, hey, don't soak this one. Like it's going to expire. Just don't soak it. Yeah. That's what and... we basically say. Like for any soaks, don't like if you're near one, good. If you're not, do not run across the map to get it. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Just skip it. Yeah. Make yeah. it so it doesn't exist. And that is like, so what we ended up doing on that is we did our dispels after the chains disappear. Like you break the pillar, chains go away for like eight seconds. That's when we did the dispels. Gotcha. Gotcha. Because uh, there's nothing, there's no positional requirements there. You can just go and soak things and not worry about it. And it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so you got, I see you don't have too much left to, to to finish up tonight, we then, have so we have Denathrius, who uh, we have not yet killed. Oh, really? We have actually only cleared one of the end bosses on Faded. We Which, had like oh. we had a, a heart wrenching like two percent wipe on the jailer uh-huh. on Faded. It was just I'm trying to remember. Oh, it was Defile. Yeah, that's what it was. It was Defile. Gotcha. Yeah, but like. It's been kind of a mess. I'm so ready for season four to be over. <laughs> gotcha. I'm so done with it. I think we. I think our raid has like. What's next? Sanctum's next. I think Sanctum is the last one where we have people that need specific boss kills to finish our boss. Like I need Sylvanas. Yeah. I, I, think, we're I the... think we're down to everybody just needs end bosses. Gotcha. Except yeah. for me, I need Painsmith and Sylvanas, but. Yeah, I hope yeah. we just go right to Sylvanas this week. Um, I mean, not to get too off in the weeds. Like we we tried to take this season more chill because like yeah. we're just coming off of progression of Sepulcher. 
and that was wrong. <laughs> yeah. We should have uh, we should have been more serious and been more like progression because then we would have already had all our stuff knocked out. Yeah. And, uh, would be have... wouldn't be still working on it. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, cool. Well, um, I mean, hopefully tonight goes well for you. Not too bad, yeah. but yeah, we had a we had a decent week this week. So, um, well, cool. Maybe we're getting some news. Um, there wasn't much outside of our main so main topic like you mentioned going through a lot of the new beta stuff that dropped but there's a couple things from retail that came out and actually wrath classic so little mini update on wrath classic is they did blizzard did fix the battle for undercity quest line so i think we talked about this probably two weeks ago i've said this is my favorite quest line ever in all of wow it's the first time they did a a cinematic like inside the game um like while you're requesting so it's a pretty big just general like history point for wow um but it's notoriously buggy the entire quest i think they shut off in original wrath like the patch after the the launch patch because people had so many issues and then they did something similar here however this week they posted that they did fix it so um there's still a couple of issues with like if you're in the middle of progressing through the battle for undercity quest like and it broke for you there's still some phasing issues it looks like you correct it by talking to dindormi um back in um Trisfall Glades. Um but yeah they did end up fixing it. So if you go and try and do the quest now for the first time, it should work without issue, which is um that's actually awesome. awesome. Yeah. 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 That they got that one fixed. So um yeah I mean like I don't need to talk more about it, but yeah, Wrath is this 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 quest line is super cool just in terms of like what it makes you do and how you go through it and everything like that. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe I'll uh, actually get to see it when I get back to leveling up my rogue. I hit I hit eighty on my hunter and I am crushing. Did my Hodir dailies today already? Got to get them oh shoulder enchants. Was doing some did a little bit of a heroic world tour last night with some people. So nice, um, nice. It's a uh, it's it's weird in that like I was talking to a buddy who's also playing Wrath and it's a weird thing. Like Wrath is like the I think we talked about this a little bit, but it really feels like the modern game, but with the old school flavor i don't know how to describe it but like there's still the idea of like doing heroics and like grinding dungeons to get gear that then puts you into like the raids but then it's also got like random rep grinds for daily quests that are still like quests you pick up they're not just like world quests in the area and yeah um there's like shoulder enchants and reasons you want to have different factions like i had to look up which faction i needed because like some of the factions give like specific helm enchants like healers damage dealers or, or tanks so um, it's been a lot of fun playing Wrath so far. So, but, um, but yeah, yeah. Now I got to level engineering. So I got I got to mine. I have seven million Serenite. I have not yet even logged into. Uh, really? Wrath. Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna get around to it. I'm going to get around to it. It's just like <laughs> I haven't busy. had time. Yeah, busy, busy, yeah, busy. And now we've got yeah. Dragonflight launch sneaking up on us, right? Like it's true. The, the leaked pre-patch date is in two weeks for reference the yeah. actual launch date is the one that was leaked mm-hmm. um so you know relatively likely that the pre-patch date is what was leaked which would yeah. be what was i i mean i should check the 25th of october it's the 25th of october yeah so yeah that's gonna be an adventure yeah it's closing in very quickly so yeah um but yeah, speaking of uh, speaking of um, pre-patch stuff, um, right now, while we're not in pre-patch, is Blizzard 
uh, with the October 4th set of resets, so last week's resets, um, they did include, they'd add a 50% experience buff to retail. So yep. called Winds of Wisdom. So you have 50% XP increase from 1 or sorry, 10 to 59. Um, so basically, if you want to catch up, level anything up to 60, get ready for Dragonflight. Now is sort of the, the week to do it. This goes away once Invokers um, become playable, yep. um, which... I didn't actually put this in the notes, but there is some. There was some random data mining I saw on Twitter that had basically three points for the pre-patch. There's like the pre-patch, then an event mm-hmm. occurs, then invokers become playable, and then another event occurs, and then we go right into like the launch of the expansion. I wonder, so I don't know I wonder if, if it's like the um, allied race unlock kind of things where like day one pre-patch hits and you have to do a quest line to unlock the allied race, and then you can go and you make your evoker kind of thing. Yeah, it's probably. I think the way it read, at least the thread I read, was like there's like a story element to the invokers becoming like a part of a faction, and so like you have to complete yeah. that story, which looks to take about two weeks, and then you get the or a week or whatever, um, and then you get the actual invokers playable character like this week. Um, yeah. So it looks like with pre patch, I don't know if we're getting playable invokers right away or. I hope that they do not time gate it. Like, I would be okay with them doing, like, you know, day one patch comes out, you have to do a quest line to unlock, Mm -hmm. like, to have, you know, the drag theater join your faction. And then you can go and make one. But if it's like, oh, yeah, pre-patch is here. You can't make an evoker yet. Why? Why? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, so that's it. So, Get your stuff leveled. I think I I don't have anything. I think I want to maybe level my druid. I don't know. I'm trying to think if I actually want to like fully play an alt going into like the launch. Basically, have a second character because it seemed like a lot of what I've noticed like for the max level content. There's not a ton to do like to grind for those first two weeks. So I think there'll probably be plenty of time to get something up, get your sort of best in slot gear before raids launch, and then you know yeah do the raid so i am uh i'm waiting for the character services sale i'm waiting for the yeah. like right before like it's going to be black friday weekend basically right that the expansion releases i'm waiting for character services sale so i can transfer my hunter and my warlock <laughs> and my priest off of the old dead realm and onto area 52 <laughs> nice nice and nice. uh yeah very cool, very cool. Yeah, so um, definitely get get your stuff leveled if you want to, if you're playing something yeah. new. And, like, I would uh, level things, except that my Hunter is, like, my old, old main, so I'm not yeah. re-leveling that one. Otherwise, I would just <laughs> re-level it. Yeah, that's true. Um, cool. All right, and then I guess the other sort of notes that sort of segue us into what we wanted to talk a little bit about today is they did... Um, there was raid testing uh, set up this week. So this week there was yep. Heroic and the first Mythic boss, uh, Terras, was um, was uh, was testable. Um, so two Heroic bosses and one Mythic. Um, I did not do testing at all. I don't know, Emelson, if you did. I did all of them. Oh, okay. Uh, we so actually how... were able to field a Mythic group, which was very nice. Oh, cool. Um so I guess starting with the heroic ones, so we tested the final two bosses. This is the, or not final in terms of raid position, but final in terms of like, we have now tested all seven bosses that they are going to publicly test. Mm-hmm. That means that the end boss, like the jailer, not going to be publicly tested. Um, and they were good. 
actually. Like, I think there's one boss that we've tested so far that has not really been pretty solid, at least considering its position in the raid. Like, obviously, the first boss was yeah. very simplistic, but, you know, it's the first boss. It can be simplistic. That's okay. Exactly. Um, exactly. But, yeah, so there's two bosses that we tested, and I'm blanking, actually, on the... Oh, primal it's the Primalist Council. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, I don't know the name. Sanarth, I think. Sanarth, the cold yeah. breath. Yeah, it's a giant ice spider. Oh, really? Lovely. Yeah. Um, Lovely. And that one has some like implementation issues, uh, gotcha. but it is actually like, it is a very interesting fight, I think. But anyway, the, the council is actually very similar to Prototype Pantheon, except you yeah. start with all four active. So there's two oh. that are casters, like on Pantheon, and they mm-hmm. don't really do tank things. Um, the real thing is just like you actually, unlike Pantheon, you're going to be moving around the, the room a bunch, so you have to keep them interrupted so that they, well, also so they don't kill people, but so that they stay on top of the others so you can get your nice four-target cleave for the whole fight. Gotcha. Um, and then, so basically the, the core conceit is that there's a boss... Each of the council members is of a different element. There's earth, fire, water, lightning. Okay. And, or I guess it's ice instead of water, but you know what I mean. And um, the different mechanics interact with each other. So if you get targeted by a lightning mechanic, you go to one of the um, stalagmites that get spawned by the earth guy and you ground yourself so that you don't die to the lightning. Oh, cool. I mean, it doesn't literally kill you, but it, it is the, like, um, it's a lightning circle. And if you touch somebody else, it copies to them and they get lightning too. So it gets really out of hand really quickly if you don't clear it. You run over to one of these stalagmites and you just clear it. Uh, the fire puddles that come out uh, melt the stalagmites and they remove them. Uh, for the way we were doing it, that is not what we wanted to do. So we just tried to avoid doing that for the most part. But you can. You can do that if you get one spawn in a bad spot and you need to deal with it. You can remove it by melting it effectively. Gotcha. Uh, they leave a fire patch that then the uh, ice boss like is going to do a blizzard. And if you hit 10 stacks, you get frozen in ice. And you can clear it by going and standing in the fire. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so like all of the mechanics have have interactions with each other, and um, yeah, it just actually felt pretty good. It worked fairly well. The most annoying thing was like people opening up on one of the caster bosses and dragging it off to the rage pile and having to try and get it back from them. Gotcha. Yeah, like yeah. that was really annoying. But <laughs> um, we also didn't have any real hunters to misdirect us. Only gotcha. the beast mastery kind, where their misdirect is like really bad. Yeah, yeah, it's awful. Yeah. So uh, that that was like that's not going to be a problem when it's actually live. We'll just have we'll just be like, yeah, everybody starts on you know this boss, and then right we get threat on that one, and then you can start cleaving. Gotcha. Oh, that's cool. But yeah. Yeah, uh, and then Sinarth. Um. Okay. So. This is a hard one to 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 describe. Let me let me explain it like this. You know the intermission on Halandris? 
Yes. Where it like walks around and yeah. Yeah. Yep. The whole fight. Almost. It's just constant movement from like one area to the next, like pretty pretty much. And dodging like a big like is this itself like no, no, no. so it's just it's like... just the movement. It's just the movement. Okay, There's no so knockback. Um and there are ads that spawn, so that's a big difference from Halandra's, right? Mm-hmm. There are ads that spawn. Um and there are two main mechanics going on. One is ice puddles, which do like old Super Mario era ice physics. Oh, I heard about this boss. People were really excited about this. Um, okay. Roll had an interesting interaction with them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I found it unpleasant because you like, you would, you can't just like turn and roll somewhere because it keeps your momentum and you like, you, if you try and flip directions and roll, yeah, it doesn't do the full roll. You're like doing a mini roll and like, you need to gotcha. like turn around and run against your momentum and start moving the other way and then you can roll. Okay. Um, but so there's that, um, and those get spawned both randomly by the boss and by a frontal from one of the big ads that spawns, or I guess the big ad that spawns. Gotcha. And so you generally just like try and keep those not in the direction you're going. Cause they do actually make it harder to, to play the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then there is webbing. The boss will put a debuff on some people and they drop spider webs under their feet. And if you get five sacks, from standing in them, then you get wrapped in web. Unlike oh, really? the other ice block effects, these can't be killed by people. Oh, interesting. You, you break them. There's some corrosive spiders, it's spiderlings that spawn. And mm-hmm. you have to kill them on top of people that are wrapped in web in order to clear it. Gotcha. But they also clear the webbing on the ground. And you might think, oh, that's great. It clears the webbing on the ground. The boss does like a you, you remember on the eye, the like chain from the the yeah. ad, it does like that to the whole raid. The ice okay. makes it harder to like control your momentum to actually run away from that. Right. But if you get dragged through webbing, it stops you. So you kind of want the webbing for like... You kind of want the webbing around. For a little bit, yeah, for a little bit of um, yeah. movement-wise. Okay. So it's like... It's like you want to like mostly keep the spiderlings away from the webbing, but yeah. then have some around to be able to go and kill, um, you know, any people to get webbed. So you can break them out and continue with the fight. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then when you get to the top of the, so you're, you're basically going up a big spiral staircase. And when uh-huh. you get to the top, the boss actually lands on the platform and you basically are, uh, you know, trying to kill them before they kill you there's a ramping like blizzard going on uh there is fraud like you can't effectively can't leave the, the platform that you're on um, gotcha. you can't go down the stairs because there's ice down there um they oh, will kill you and it uh has the ice physics everywhere which was very unpleasant I really like, like I, these ice physics. <laughs> I, I'm okay with the ice physics in the like first phase where you're, it's just like if you're in an ice patch, you have the ice physics. Like, uh, all right, right I right, can, right. I can make a point not to stand in the ice. I think that's fine. Right. Like, right, right. That, that's perfectly fine with me. It's just like the ice physics everywhere in the final phase was not like I did not have a good time with that. I yeah, was yeah, not yeah. enjoying it. Um, but <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. And the Mythic Taros. Um, so I talked about Taros last week, so there's not really a lot more to say. Other than that, 
The yeah. mythic mechanic is not nearly as big of a deal as I expected it to be. Okay, that's good. Um, so basically what it is, is everybody in the raid, like when Rebel falls, everybody in the raid gets dust on them. And when you, uh, the dust is a dot, so you want to clear it eventually. Yeah. Um, so you clear it by running into somebody else. When you run into them, it damages the two of you, nobody else. So there's no need to manage like how many people clear at the same time or anything like that. You just okay. clear it. Um, and it spawns a stalagmite under you temporarily, like pops up and then pops back down. And, uh, you want to avoid that and you can't avoid that. It spawns after like a second. So you want to avoid that because it does like 50% of your health when you get hit. Okay. Um, but what we were doing, which is very entertaining strat is having the entire ranged group, just like pixel stack and the entire melee group pixel stack and then the tanks stacked. And they would all clear it once and then move out of the thing. Interesting. And just remove it. There was, and it, it wasn't like deadly at all. Yeah, it doesn't, it wasn't like scaling with the number of people that you were on top of when you did it. It would pick one person and clear off of them. Gotcha. Um, So you only basically did damage once too. Yeah. The spikes would be deadly though. Like you would 100% die to those spikes. Gotcha. So you basically had to, you could clear everybody at once and then sh- then basically spread yeah, out. get out. And if you were slow to get out, it would be like on Painsmith where you do that final set of puddles um, uh-huh. to spawn the ads. If you don't get out of those in time, you just die. die yeah. There's no yeah. coming back from it. Yeah, it, it would be like that. Interesting, interesting. Um, but other than that, it's just the heroic fight with big, with uh, bigger numbers. Um, yeah. And I think the heroic fight is good. So I actually, like, Mythic Taros was pretty fun. I liked it. Nice. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately for me, like, if we, if I have an actual real job. So, well, not that you have a real job. That's rude. Um, but I have a job that does not allow me to play. Yeah, I was working on Sartharian 3D all of Friday. I'm supposed to have Friday, supposed to be a half day for me. And I was working on it up until raid testing started. So, oh, geez. Geez. Did you, did you get it to work? Mostly. Fair enough. It, to be clear, rankings for Sartharian worked. It was just that it was displaying people with 20, 20, 200 million DPS. Gotcha. Gotcha. Because of, because of hard mode stuff. Implementation details leaking out where we like gotcha. basically add DPS to people that do it on a harder difficulty so that they rank higher. Oh, uh-huh, okay. Okay. Look at you. Look at you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's fun fact. That's how Keystone ranks work. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I, I literally just copied what we do for Keystones. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, I did not catch every place that it needed to be patched to show the correct number. Interesting. And there's Fair still enough. one that I got notified of this morning, so I got to fix that tomorrow. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Well, cool. I'm glad rate testing went. At least the, I mean, I think... As always, I haven't heard, to be fair, like you said, like no bosses really seem that bad. And this is a shorter raid anyway. So, yeah, I mean, they only have the eight basically to get through or two, yeah. which is nice. Brood, so, Broodmother Diurna is the only one that really is suspect right now. I think that one gotcha. needs some work. The spider boss has some implementation things that they need to fix. Like, uh-huh. um, it's actually super easy for a tank to accidentally move out of range. And then when you do that, the boss will hit whoever it can, which might be your other tank and refresh their stacks, which is super bad. Yeah. Or it might be a pet. 
which we actually had uh, somebody's wind, whatever. What are the snake bird things? You know what I'm talking about. They're yes, all over yes, Feralis. Yes, yes. Yeah. 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 Wind serpents. Yeah. Wind serpents. Yeah. Literally bird snake thing. Okay. Got it. Uh, wind <laughs> serpents. Uh, we had some of these wind serpent that every time both the tanks moved out of range um, yeah. temporarily, which happens because you like, as you're moving up the platforms, you're moving, you're trying to not run through all the webbing so that you don't get, you know, frozen. You're trying to, you know, not, I mean, there's literally obstacles, not like hard obstacles. It's like a, you know, some stalagmites on the edge of the platform that you have to run around. And if right. both tanks do that at the same time, then the boss can't hit you. And so it would turn and hit a wind serpent. And fun fact, it doesn't kill it. Oh, okay. Interesting. So, um, you know, if you ran zero melee, you could conceivably have a wind serpent tank this boss. Nice. Nice. Until phase two, in which case you would all die. But in phase one. Phase one, you could do it. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Good to know, good to know. Um, That'll get fixed. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, cool. Well, I guess we could we can move a little bit into um, some of the, I guess, the, the changes on beta. So this sort of a main topic today, like we talked about, we'll talk a little bit about some of the, the various um, ability changes in beta this week, some interesting ones, um, not even just for Monk, but one interesting one out there. Um, and then probably dive into Mythic Plus and a lot of the updates they have there because Mythic Plus is testable on beta right now, um, which is fun. So, yeah, I mean, I think outside, so I'll go over the Monk stuff maybe second. The first just big thing I wanted to touch on outside of this is that um, Blizzard removed re Restless Crew from Outlaw Rogues, um, I which love, is... I love the patch history of this, okay? So there's four <laughs> patch notes about Restless Crew. There's the first one where it is like announced as part of the talent tree right yep. with the spell description and everything and then the second one is a note and it's like we have heard your concerns about restless crew effectively yeah the third one is restless crew has been implemented and so that was like the first one where it was like actually in the game and playable and yep. the fourth one is this one and it is restless crew has been removed which is the implemented to removed was within i think the same build wasn't it like they <laughs> it went it was like one build to the next build it got implemented and then deleted it's yeah. so funny uh so i mean for people who aren't aware restless crew was the outlaw rogue ability that as you spent combo points you reduced the offensive cooldowns of i think it was party members or it was just members of your party i think was the yeah. way that it read so like yeah there was a bunch of issues there were a bunch of just questions around like do you need an outlaw rogue for every group now? And like, what cooldowns are they going to reduce? Because it's not every offensive cooldown every other class has. And yeah, and the fact that yeah. CDR now, I mean, because it was based on not a flat CDR, it was based on like combo points spent, RNG of like combo points being spent by the outlaw rogue would then influence when your cooldowns are up. And then if they're up earlier, does yeah. it offset things? There was a bunch of, I think, yeah. people just a little bit concerned about this one. But yeah, it's, and it's removed now. So. Like, unlike... Wind Fury Totem. Yeah. This Restless Crew thing was good for all DPS. So there's really the only limit on how many Outlaw Rogues you'd want to run is how many people actually had relevant cooldowns. You know, some right. classes don't really care or already have heavy cooldown reduction, so they don't need the extra. Um, some classes game would, would stand to gain a lot from it. Um, and so like Wind Fury Totem, you really only need one because that's how many melee you're going to run. You don't 
typically have enough melee to run two wind fury groups uh but this like why stop it too yeah it's true i have one for every every group that has dps in it right um yeah, yeah so it's tanks uh, yeah who cares um sad to see outlaw losing this sort of i guess utility or raid buff but um probably for the best in general for the game um so so yeah so that was sort of the outlaw rogue stuff and then in terms of monks um Monk are they finally changed our close to heart uh talent. So this was the one that originally gave two or four percent leech to allies within 10 yards of you. Um, they changed this to just being a flat increase in healing taken. So instead of being leech, it's four percent increased healing taken and eight percent increased healing taken. Um, comparable and probably just as good in the grand scheme of things. Um, in terms of like you know, your healing taken from everyone is now increased, which is great. So, um Utility-wise, still solid. Um, so an interesting thing here is the value of that relative to Leech is going to depend a lot on how much... Um, like, what the relative balance of damage taken and damage done is. Yeah. Like, in Legion, it was skewed one way, where DPS outdid HPS, effectively. Like, mm -hmm. you did bigger damage numbers than healing numbers, so Leech was better than the healing received increase. But in BFA and beyond, it's mostly been the other way around, where healing numbers are often substantially bigger than DPS numbers. Like right now, a, a good healer that's getting to like have preferential cooldown placements and everything can do double or triple what a DPS can do in terms right. of like the raw number. Like obviously, DPS are not trying to heal, but um, so like a, that HPS increase or that healing increase is like actually potentially a lot better than Leech. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, the four and eight percent. We'll see what it actually looks num like, what it does numbers wise. But it is, it is a very. I'd say it's a, it's a decent change, right? Or decent swap, right? From from leech to, to healing increases, which is good. Um, the avoidance one is still broken, I believe. Yeah, it is. Um, so it's still trying to increase your your avoidance rating by two and four percent, not giving you two and four percent rating. Um, yeah. So or two and four percent uh, avoidance. So. Hopefully they'll fix that. That one though is still remains unchanged. Um, and yeah. the other thing too is there was a couple of tuning things to Mistweavers this week. Um, they did so a couple of things happened. They increased the healing from Ancient Teachings, which is the after you use Essence Fawn or Feline Stomp, your damage abilities do uh, healing based on the amount of damage done um, to an injured ally. And so they upped it from 125% to 150% of the damage done. So okay. an increase there, which is nice. Um, they did reduce the spell power of, um, uh, or sorry, they increased, sorry, the spell power coefficient of Enveloping Mist. Enveloping Mist will now heal for more um, over the course of its hot, which is awesome. Um, so from 288 to 324% spell power, which is great. And then finally they changed Overflowing Mist, which, I, which is actually a, probably a, a good change. <laughs> um, so they reduced it. So overflowing mist used to be every time you're when you're enveloping mist heals a target, um, it would heal them for one point five percent or three percent, depending on the number of points you put in, um, of their maximum health for each time they take damage. So like every white hit or spell hit a player would take, they'd be healed for just a flat one point five percent or three percent. So they lowered that to yeah. one and two percent, um, which is good. They also made it so it can't crit anymore, which is probably the <laughs> better change than anything else. Yeah. Yeah, um, because a three percent heal, three percent HP heal on a tank that then crits is essentially like it, it was something like probably twenty or thirty you know percent of their overall health, which is just 
crazy, right? Or sorry, 20, 30, um, thousand, which is just a, a general great heal for no effort yeah. at all. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so some Mistweaver updates there, a little bit of you tuning. You also got some damage buffs. We did. We did get some damage buffs and an interesting mana increase, which I don't know yeah. how much that actually affects us. But yeah, so we did get some damage increases to um, Rising Sun Kick, Tiger Palm, and Blackout Kick. Um, all had their damage increased by 25% for Rising Sun Kick, 40% for Tiger Palm, and 20% for Blackout Kick. Or sorry, increase for Rising Sun Kick and Tiger Palm, but Blackout Kick was reduced damage, my fault. It actually reduced the damage of Blackout Kick, which, to be fair, with some of the way that our talents were running, Blackout Kick was doing a ridiculous amount of damage because you could get up to 12 hits each time you hit Blackout Kick on 12 different mobs. So they reduced the amount of damage um, by 20% for Blackout Kick. So um, in general, a DPS increase for us. Um, the mana cost increase on Rising Sun Kick is interesting. We'll have to see how that plays out. Um, but basically, I mean, to be fair... Rising Sun Kick does do a lot when you talent into like Rising Mist and with um oh shoot what's I can't I don't remember all the talent names but there's the talent that adds a uh, enveloping mist every time you Rising Sun Kick I believe yeah. um so with those also in the Rising Sun Kick is a pretty much an ability you want to hit all the time and it it is very very powerful so um so yeah some some tuning changes for Monk all good or at least Mistweaver I'm sorry um yeah. all good not really I'd say not really nerfs. Or, well, definitely probably more on the buff side in general um, for, for Misfit released. On, on the Windwalker side, very few changes. Main things are actually just bug fixes. There's a couple in the notes. Empowered Tiger Lightning and Mark of the Crane passives now work. That's a lot of it. Um, and then fixing something with one of their Touch of Death talents. And then my favorite kind of patch note, the completely inscrutable Strike of the Windlord damage has been adjusted up down sideways who knows it's been adjusted though i read the tooltip too it's so confusing because like the original tooltip just had like the same number added together and that was the damage so the new one is like different numbers added together i have no did they idea. change the did they change the damage calculation but it should but it's like net neutral who the hell knows yeah i have no idea it's very babs, confusing babs probably knows we could like bully babs into like making a five minute podcast appearance to talk about <laughs> windwalker changes okay. but not okay. going to um so uh brewmaster also got some fixes they are not in the patch notes um that has been actually a fairly consistent thing that there have been brewmaster changes that are not in the patch notes. Um, we have a handy-dandy spreadsheet that is maintained by Kate in the Discord uh, that has all of the current brewmaster bugs that we know about, including stuff that, are, that is in the class tree, like Generous Pour, that mm -hmm. currently is giving avoidance rating instead of avoidance. Uh, we did have three that were fixed in this build, though. Uh, we had Cheese Surge. It's no longer broken as hell. Uh, it was applying the dot on basically everything, which obviously is insanely good. It was like in dungeons, it was like 70% of people's damage. It was obviously busted. Um, Counter Strike was actually not working correctly with Spinning Crane Kick. That has been fixed. Um, there is now a new bug with Counter Strike and Spinning Crane Kick. Uh, if you get a proc while you're currently spinning, then the proc gets consumed at the end of the channel and you don't get the buff from it. 
That's, uh, so, that's very similar to the uh, the free uh, Vivify talent. Yeah. If you're in the middle of casting Vivify, it gets consumed as, it, yeah. as a proxy, it'll consume it at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then high tolerance um, was giving too much haste. It is now giving the amount of haste that it says on the tooltip. So. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, cool. Well, yeah, so tons of, I think, you know, Tons of tuning and bug fixes, basically from Blizzard here on out for us. Um, yep. Probably minimal, minimal, you know, design or talent updates in terms of what they do. Um, you know, for other class, I think Monk's probably pretty set. At least I don't know about Brewmaster, but Mistweaver seems pretty also pretty set. There's one more important Brewmaster change. I had speculated oh. last week that they might be removing rank two of a Invoke Nizel. Mm-hmm. The damage taken from or damage purified turning into damage dealt. That got a new name, this build. It is now improved Invoke Nia's out of the Blackhawks. So my wild nice. conspiracy theory about no translation, meaning the ability was on the chopping block, right, has been disproven. I am very sad. I got rank two now. It's back, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's back. Um, it's back. <laughs> well, cool. Um, well, cool. Well, then the other big thing this week on beta... Um, was Mythic Plus is live. So um, Mythic Plus is live until tomorrow um, afternoon, basically, or evening. So the end of the day, tomorrow, Pacific time. Um, and there are two dungeons available to do uh, Mythic Plus in. It's Ruby Life Pools and the Azure Vault. And uh, along with the new seasonal affix, Thundering, um, is also available to mess around with. Um, have you have you done any Mythic Plus, Emerson? I have not, but I've seen clips of the new affix. I did, I did one dungeon. Uh, okay. Did not complete it. Um, Ooh. Because the group just sort of disbanded after. We got to like the first boss in Ruby Life Pools and it was not going well. And people were like, yeah, I just don't want to deal with this anymore. Because Thundering uh, is a mess. Like it is. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like, it's like if Quaking like just like drank Quaking a bunch of like. Quaking and Prideful like had a baby. That's Thundering. <laughs> Well, yeah, that baby then, like, drank a bunch of, like, the ooze that made the Ninja Turtles and, like, morphed it into, like, Super Shredder. And, like, that is what you had to fight. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's, so it starts out, it gets a circle around you, but then there's also, like, like zones that pop up or lightning strikes. You have to, like, dodge that. And then at the end of it, then, like, you spew out, like, four balls away from you. So there's, like, And it's not one person doing it, like, prideful, mind you. It is all five people in the party. The, the entire group. And, like... So there's like the the zone denial from the original lightning strikes, and then you have to basically either spread or pos- find a good position where like when you explode and shoot your four things out, you don't have like four of them hitting in the same area. It's just, it's a mess. I mean, I think I saw some clips too. It didn't happen to us, but there was clips of it like triggering as the countdown occurs for the dungeon. So you're in that small little front room, and then you have thundering yeah. going off, like, and you sort of wipe before the dungeon even starts. So. It's just not, and there's no, I guess the other part of it too is there's no, like, there's no buff for doing it well. Yeah. Right? Like, with Prideful, after you killed the mob, you got a buff. Or, like, with a lot of the seasonal affixes, there is a, like, buff component to them. And I think they've always, I mean, they've always had that, right? Like, I feel, I can't remember of a, a seasonal affix where they didn't have a buff right. component. So, the Gahoon one did not have a buff. Oh, Infested, you're right. Yes. Yeah. And then technically the Queen of Jar one did have a buff, but it was ass. 
In fact, the whole effects was garbage. And gotcha. then they took the bad parts of it and they made Inspired. And then now Inspired is dead and gone. And thank God for that. Yeah. 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 So it's it's just, a, it's, I mean, it's just unfun. And like, I think at a, at a, I didn't get, I didn't do high key levels. I think we were doing like low ones. So like getting hit by some of the lightning strikes wasn't potentially too dangerous. Um, but at higher key levels, you can also imagine you get hit by one of the initial lightning strikes that sort of spawn and they and spawn randomly die. around. You're just dead, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, there's like no, like the counterplay is just dodging everything really easily. But again, if you're in a small, not, not all these dungeons are super spread out. So like if you're in a small hallway, like done, like part of the dungeon and this triggers, you are left with like yeah. two spots you can stand. And then and now you're all on top of each yeah. other. And about to I, I think. That's a really important distinction from how Prideful was managed. So for one thing, like everybody gets the orbs instead of just the one person, right? So it's mm -hmm. closer maybe to Prototype Pantheon's big, uh, big room. Um, and more like the, like, so you can't control it effectively is what I was trying to get at before I lost my train yeah. of thought. Uh, you can't control it. Like Prideful, you could control to a large degree where you spawned Prideful. So you could make sure that you had space to be able for somebody to go off a little bit and um you know not bomb the group with the with the the orbs like right. you had control over that with this thing basically being you know super quaking that goes yeah. off all the time you can't can you it can spawn in a small hallway that you might have you know intentionally not spawned prideful in like maybe you would have intentionally worked your route to not have the prideful mob spawn in the middle of a tiny hallway where you have no space to move. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, like, I can, I can, can you imagine this FX with quaking though? Like the, it's going to be awful. <laughs> like if they spawn right. this. Like play, playing mage is giving me a new appreciation, a new appreciation for how ass quaking is on a caster. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for he it's, healer, healers in general, when it used to do damage as a healer, particularly like, oh yeah, month, that was like if you worse. weren't if you weren't set up for it, like people just died and there was literally nothing you could do because like you wouldn't get the heal off and yeah, it was bad. But yeah, it's it's rough. It's rough. Yeah, yeah. So I I I am okay with them not putting a big like damage bonus or whatever on the fixes. I think one of the lessons from Shadowlands keys has been how those big buffs can kind of warp things and obscure actual problems mm -hmm. like prideful being such a huge damage buff that it let you do bosses that were just too hard too overtuned um right but it obscured the fact that you couldn't do those without prideful and therefore if you ripped your prideful you were just done the queue was over right exactly yeah um so i'm okay with them not you know including a big damage buff in it uh but this is not saying it yeah so it's i mean it's definitely interesting they're trying something new it's interesting like i think being able to play it more play it with more of the dungeons and like i mean the space thing i think is pretty apparent but the, also the overlap with other affixes that are out there is going to be also potentially just just annoying in general like sanguine and this is just like you might have to stand in sanguine to actually dodge like the lightning. So it's, it's, it's a little, they're getting a little bit of like space denial overload, I think in terms of like leveraging this thunder. Yeah. Graphic, so yeah, this is literally three different 
space denial affixes stapled together. Yeah. Yeah. So that's thundering. Um, along with thundering, they did also put out a post about Mythic Plus and like the rewards reward structure of it. Um, and they're adding basically five key levels to the rewards. Um, so basically, Blizzard put out a post and said, you know, we will now. They're base. They're doing a couple things. They're increasing the rewards up to plus twenty. So up to plus twenty will um, reward increased item level. Um, no longer plus 15. So to get max eye level from your box, you need to complete a plus 20 uh, each week. Um, they're also increasing the damage and health gain, um, starting with Keystone 11 from 8% per key level to 10% per key level, um, which means you know a current plus 15 in Dragonflight will probably feel more like a 17. And then a yeah. current plus 20 will probably feel more like a 23, like napkin math. Uh, you yeah. know sort of idea um so yeah so they're increasing just the overall difficulty past keystone 11 um which again i don't i, I get it um and it seems like all of this oh then i'm oh, sorry also along with this increase to 20 they are increasing how high you can upgrade these items adding two new upgrade tiers i believe it's two new upgrade tiers um that take you to essentially being able to upgrade an item from mythic plus to 415 which is a mid-tier mythic item from the raid. Yeah, so uh, for clarity, because things have been data mined and then changed and then data mined and then changed, um, the current structure is um, there's eight bosses. The first four bosses drop one tier of items. Bosses mm -hmm. five and six, so the end wing bosses in each wing, drop a higher eye level. And the two final bosses drop even higher eye level. So... 415 is mythic item level for the first four. Uh, 421 is the mythic eye level for the wing end bosses. And then 424 is the like actual like end boss item level. So what this means is you'll be able to use, if you have 2400 IO, you'll be able to upgrade your gear, like end of dungeon gear, to uh, mythic item level. For reference, currently you can only upgrade it to Mythic item level minus 6. You can go up to 298 and Mythic eye level is 304. So that's an, uh, a big change. And then uh, the end of the like Mythic Plus, or I guess the Great Vault, not the Mythic Plus box, the, the Great Vault is going to drop mid-tier uh, Mythic loot, so 421, if you complete mm -hmm. a 20. All right, sorry, I got the, the numbers wrong on that, yeah. Yeah, so it's um, it's something. It's certainly something. Um, the there is a note about this that um, the end of dungeon loot. Uh, so once you hit, in order to hit heroic item level, I believe it is. Yeah, in order to hit heroic item level, you have to complete a plus seventeen. Um, from like the end of end of dungeon box with no valor spent on it so you complete a plus 17 you have 402 that's entry level heroic you can go up to 405 which is the mid-tier like end wing boss heroic um which like again to reiterate you currently like your end of box end of dungeon box is always heroic minus three item levels right now and that is still what it is i mean technically it's minus four now but Mm -hmm. nobody's going to miss that one eye level 
anybody there's a bunch of people that are, are real mad about this on reddit because they can't do math and right, yeah. or are dealing with outdated item level information um but this is basically pure upside like you can get your just slightly below heroic gear from plus 15s like you currently can right they will be tuned slightly harder so they won't be a complete joke like they currently are and uh then if you push higher like if you're doing 20s then you get actual like heroic end boss or not end boss uh mid boss eye level yeah which is which is good i mean like i we talked a little bit about this before the podcast but like i think in general some people are a little bit upset about this but uh, like to me like this is blizzard trying to make it so that like as a mythic plus player you have the ability to get gear just from doing mythic plus that is like equivalent to rating and i think there will when I say that there will always be outlier items like particularly trinkets and weapons that you know you yeah. are just going to be better from one yeah. or the other content. I mean, like we see that Mythic Plus generally has better trinkets than raids for almost everyone, right? Yeah. Um, and so I think you'll always see that with individual items. But in general, if we think if we talk about like armor pieces or just you know rings and things like that, um, this gives you the ability to focus on Mythic Plus and be competitive with someone who also raids, right? Yeah. Which I think and, is a good thing. Yeah. And this is like currently one of the issues is that you have these like end boss weapons that there are seven eye levels over the non end boss weapons, what you can get from any other source in the game. With the new structure, they are going to be three item levels above the other stuff, which is still higher. Like you still cannot get anything on that level, but three is smaller than seven. It's closer. You can get closer without getting your Zobastrum or whatever from the Jailer on Mythic. Right. Um, and that is good. It means that you can pick up like a, a weapon from a key in the vault at eye level, you know, 421. And no, it's not 424, but it's a lot closer than what you could have got. So this is, this is an improvement. The one like actual, actual downside, I think for a lot of people is just the scaling increase. Right. Yeah. I mean, and the scaling increase in terms, like to me, that's that issue really is for the folks who do 15s, like one or four 15s just to supplement loot from like, and their main point, their main thing that they do is raid, right? Like to me, yeah. the increase in difficulty hurts someone like myself. I think personally it hurts me because I only do 15s at the start of a season to get the achievement, number one, right? But number two is really to supplement gear from the vault each week, right? Yeah. Uh, for those first, like, three, four weeks where I'm trying to get as much item level just as I can, get it from wherever I, I want, right? It'll make that part of the grind more difficult for someone like me. Yeah. Um, but I think, I to me, I, I don't know, I, I like this change, but I like this change from the point of view of, like, giving myth people who only want to focus on Mythic Plus access to higher item level gear that's equivalent to raids and then also something additional to strive for because yeah. today plus 15 like in my mind i agree with maybe what blizzard's direction here is that a plus 20 isn't something you pug at least not at the start of a season like to me a plus 20 is something you go in with at least some sort of a coordinated group and it is difficult to complete right yeah and i think so one note on that 
this is where things like the concept of pugging gets really wishy-washy because technically lots of the highest keys are done in pugs. Yeah. They're not true. like a guild group, but they are very far from like a dungeon, like an LFD group, right? You're not just taking five randos. You're doing a lot more of looking at what keys a person has done. Maybe somebody you know has experience with them. It's a lot more of taking people you know and have run with, and it may not be the like same five people, but right. it's not really a pug in the same way. As you do get deeper in a season, you do see a lot more of pugging like 20s, and right now like 25s, just because of scaling being wild. Um, right. But that's not something that happens like day one, typically. Yeah. Exa- exactly. So, I mean, to me... This is a it's a cool experiment. We'll say we'll say we'll see how it goes in Dragonflight. I mean, a lot of people are slightly upset that like you have to push a little bit higher to get something. But like to me, like I don't like I don't know. I've I to be fair, I've done like one plus twenty ever. Like so, it's not. I don't particularly yeah. do difficult mythic plus stuff. And the plus twenty was like stressful. It was stressful in the same way of like doing a mythic plus boss was as a healer. Um, to me, Mythic Plus is just generally more stressful because you're the only healer. Um, yeah. And uh, so when you but, roll off the edge, there's no one to cover your ass. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And like wiping a key run isn't like wiping a bot. Like if I roll off the edge yeah. on, say, like Nerzul, it's like a three or four minute issue. While yeah. it is for 19 other people, it's not like we just spent 20 minutes in this dungeon and you roll yeah. off and now the key is done, right? Yeah. Which I think is to me like that's the that's probably where the difficulty of mythic plus comes from is that it's an always on like you basically it's like doing a 25 30 some cases 40 minute boss fight right like but constant um yeah. there's not like a an ebb and flow there's not like trash in the middle like even trash is dangerous and if you're really trying to push fast you do trash it's just like other bosses T- technically trash is sometimes harder <laughs> than bosses Right. And so often I, mean, I would say, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think it's 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 an interesting way to do it. I, we were talking a little bit before the podcast about I had some crazy ideas about Mythic Plus and, and what these changes potentially do to it in that, in my mind, this is Blizzard trying to take steps to make a third pillar in the game where you have PvP, you have rating, which is like large scale PvE content. And then you have Mythic Plus, which is small scale PvE content. Right. Um. I think today Mythic Plus is is somewhat treated as like a side activity. It's that like other raid like raid teams raiders do if they want to, or raiders do when they can't raid. But yeah. it's not like a I'm a Mythic Plus player because if you're a Mythic Plus player, you're like you're still probably raiding if you're really yeah. trying to push that high. So and I mean, a lot of that is down to loot. Like you, in order to get the highest high level stuff, you have to raid like CE. You have to kill the last few bosses. Um, this is going to close the gap by enough that. Uh, you still probably need to raid for the unique items. Right. And it just depends on the power of those unique items. Yeah. It's going to depend a lot on those. Like maybe you can get away with only being like, okay, I'm going to kill the first four and I'm not going to, you know, not going to worry about anything after that. And um, that's easier for people to do. It's almost by definition easier for people to do. Right. Yeah, so you, you maybe chase the unique items a little bit less because they're not far and away that much better than maybe a trinket that you could get at 415, right? Or, or potentially yeah. 421 for your box, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's that. And then, yeah, I mean, I think to be to be honest with you, hopefully Blizzard 
in my mind, Blizzard really needs to take the next step with Mythic Plus. And like, if they want it to be equal eye level, they have to sort of start to parallel how loot comes from Mythic Plus. And we talked, so this is my, this is now sort of in a Nam's. Yeah, we're now in, in a Nam's La La Land. Yeah, in a Nam's sort of mad science laboratory. And we were talking about this before the podcast, but I'd like to bring it up here is that, see, the way that I think that Mythic Plus, so the eye level increase, awesome, more difficult keys, awesome. And I think what they need to to really make Mythic Plus its own thing, potentially, in my mind, is to to limit the item pool and basically treat dungeons like boss fights from raids meaning like a dungeon drops either a set um, like a set number of items which is smaller than it does today or you have just a set number of items that are spread across dungeons and you can basically run any dungeon you want to get you know to always get maybe an item you're, you're thinking of right that you want so rather than having like i don't know changeling only drop from mists you could have changeling drop from like three different dungeons right and that way you could yeah. pick and choose the one you want to do. Um, I mean, to me, that just seems like the opposite of how bosses work. It's but it's it's taking the concept of like, well, they're, they're coupled with this whole idea is also limiting the number of items. So instead of having like a ring of any stack combination, well, I think we said rings are a bad example, but like having boots yeah. or an armor piece of any stack combination available in Mythic Plus. Yeah, you have three sets of boots or like two sets yeah. and like you don't get the specific yeah. things. And that way, you know it would be similar to rating in terms of like a limited loot pool. You only have a couple items you could pick from or, or get right. But, but at the, the same time, like if I am looking for uh, particular boots from raid, um, I can like, obviously in mythic, it's a little bit different because comp is not typically dictated by loot. Right. Um, but then like I can go and do that. Just that boss on heroic. Right. And on normal and on LFR, you know, what, however far down the pole i have to go in order to get uh boots that are relevant to me i can go and i can do that one i don't have to do any of the other ones um with a dungeon like i don't like just running keys and then, uh it, it even though it would be smaller per dungeon it would be larger at the end of any individual dungeon run unless you really really cut down on the number of items right which i think in my mind they almost like that's how you make mythic plus a like viable alternative to rating is that you you have a theoretical best in slot that isn't from a pool of 500 items or whatever it is today like i don't know how many yeah. items there are across all the dungeons and then yeah. you still have the same idea of mythic like of you can of course in a raid run the run a boss multiple times on different difficulty but to be fair like in some cases you'd never want to run a like lfr dungeon or lfr boss because item level wise it doesn't make sense yeah so similarly like with mythic plus maybe you don't like the i guess the issue with mythic plus is you could just spam plus twos and then just use a bunch of valor to upgrade right right those plus twos that also like give you the chance to get the item gives you valor i think that's actually something like you're gonna talk about my wild idea no i was gonna talk about twos giving as much valor as 20s yeah um and i understand like having low keys being relatively efficient for getting valor because what that that provides a reason for people to go like over geared people to go and do lower keys the specific issue that I have with it is that it's plus twos. Yeah. So, like, plus twos is super easy to get a group. Um, you can, like, fresh 60, 
go get your keystone from the dude list your keystone if it's one of the easy ones hopefully uh but even then like as long as it's not a really bad one like just list your keystone you'll find people because right you got people that are eye level 300 looking for valor yeah no and i which is just to me is like there's not a raid analogy to that which just makes mythic plus i think inherently different in the way like you acquire loot yeah is that like there's not the ability to just like run like as a mythic raider i have zero incentive to run lfr or normal after yeah. i get the item at heroic item level like that yeah. i need yeah. and so like in mythic plus there is a way there is a reason you might do a plus two to just grind a bunch of valor and i know they cap it week to week but like there's no cap. Like I think the what about this? Okay, so what about I'm just throwing this out there. But what if you could only upgrade an item like four times? So you would have to get it at a like basically to upgrade to max item level, you'd have to get it at like upgrade level nine, which is like getting it at a plus fifteen level to make it the max item level. That just feels arbitrary. <laughs> Well, I mean, the no, the number's arbitrary, but the idea of, like, limiting well, no, the like, number of upgrades you could push into an item in Mythic Plus from a Valor feels perspective. Arbitrary. I well, mean, no. that, that, to me, feels arbitrary. Just the like, whole concept? Just the whole concept of, like, saying, you can only upgrade this four times, but you know that by doing a higher key, you are upgrading it. It's just, like, there's an equivalency between, like, key levels and Valor levels, effectively, where you can either put more valor in or you can do a harder key and have the valor basically given to you for free as part of getting the item at a higher higher level so like the the um that's fair putting putting the cap on it basically is like removes that it makes it so that they're not the same thing anymore well, it forces the player, it forces as an individual, if you want the highest item level gear to do more difficult yeah. content yeah. versus just failing, like not failing, but versus just doing easy stuff for longer. Because like yeah. there's like in a raid, you can't just do heroic for longer and eventually yeah. get mythic stuff, right? Yeah. So like, again, like the idea of progress, like I, I kind of want, like my idea here is that progression wise, you'd want something similar to the way raid progression works, but tailored yeah. or sort of built into the mythic plus system and that way you give the mythic people who just want to do mythic plus a like pathway to be here's how i know i'm the strongest right in terms yeah. of like my gear and like it's not a time thing i can't just you know sit in dungeons so, for eight hours a day so the the thing here is that they're kind of accomplishing that by way of valor caps which i know people don't really like valor caps in general but basically what that says is you only get to upgrade over the course of like uh eight weeks you get enough valor to perform like eight upgrades, not full yeah. upgrades from like zero to, to whatever, like upgrade levels go from upgrade, you know, level 11 to 12, you get like enough for one of those. And like, there's various variations where like rings cost like 250, but boots or chest costs like 700 or 800. And the weapon costs like 1200. If you're using a, uh, a two hander, so there's like uh -huh. some variability there in terms of like power budget and things. Um, but it, uh, it basically says you, um, you only get a certain number of mythic eye level pieces from Valor upgrades. 
Like you get, it's true. you know, up to, you know, if it takes you, like if you're doing 20s and you have to upgrade them once, then you can get eight. But if you're doing 15s and you have to upgrade them four times, then you get two. And if you're doing 10s and you need to upgrade them eight times, you get one. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, they event, like, I feel like Valor cap has never really been an issue when you look at the long-term season, right? Because, like, seasons don't last eight weeks. Like, seasons last 12, 15. I mean, and, like, that's <laughs> that's part of the issue is that the seasons yeah. last eight months, not eight weeks, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's just, like, Valor, like, the Valor cap is, like, to me, I agree with it early. Like, it's an artificial cap early on to upgrading things. And, like, yeah not what you're describing, which is like a solution to limit the number of upgrades. So like, however you do it, I mean, like either way, I think it makes sense. Like that, that sort of gating makes sense in terms of like what I'm thinking of, which is just a, how do you force, not force, but why? how do you push players who want to get the best items to do more difficult yeah. content in Mythic Plus, yeah. right? And um, I think like Schlimmen chat is saying, like, I think a large part of this in Raid versus Mythic Plus is just, Blocking weapons and trinkets, their similar power level to raid and PvP um, behind some raiding threshold. Like you must, you know, get your 2400 yeah. or whatever to get your max high level weapons. And they've boxed themselves into a corner in terms of design on this because they've like committed to all the stuff that you get from dungeons coming from dungeons. So if it comes from a dungeon, how are you going to lock it behind a raiding? Um, it, yeah, what they could do is give you a vendor, which give us a vendor, you know, give give us a vendor, and then you can get a if you get you know twenty four hundred or twenty eight hundred or whatever the number is, then you can go and you can buy you know the equivalent of your mythic Zovastrum or your mythic right. Antumbra, you know that that max eye level weapon or trinket. Um, and that gives you something that is like, if you really want to push that, you can get that. Um, right. And then there really is like, you must go higher in order to get this stuff. It's not just like, cause like I was, you're right. I was talking about Valor and because of how long the seasons go on, it isn't really a limiter. Like you can reach the point that there's no more Valor cap. Um, right. And well, effectively or in actuality like in season three they removed or yeah in season three oh, they yeah, removed right, the part way through and in season two they removed it part way through season one was weird but um the um at that point it is literally just like you can spam twos until your eyes bleed and have you know 298 gear yeah which is still sub mythic but it wouldn't well, and, but, be, it wouldn't be, I guess there's still, there is the rating requirement on upgrades too, right? You can't literally only do twos and have two 98s right now. Right. You have to do all the 15s in order to get your rating. And then you can get, you know, all yeah, the but, 98s by spamming twos. But it's for, like, to me, the the analogy there is like, yeah, the rating's there, but it'd be like to, if, it, if there was a rate equivalent of like upgrades, right? It would be like, you just have to kill yeah. Mythic Jailer once and then, you can do LFR, get the weapon, and like get some currency in LFR to then upgrade that weapon to mythic item level. So like counterpoint, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I, it's um, just 
I don't, I, it's just, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like mythic plus would be a lot cooler, at least in my mind, if it just dropped less loot, like consistently. And that's my other hairbrand idea is that like, I talked to Emerson before the podcast about this, but it's the idea of like, you basically get one loot timed run per dungeon per week. And so like, you can run the dungeon as much as you want for non loot for timing, or if you want to practice and make sure you do it the right way. Right. But then you lock in a key level and you lock in a time that says this is a loot run. And you get one shot at it. If you if you complete it and do it in time, you get all the loot from it. If you don't complete it, you or you know if you whatever it ends up being, however you want to do it, you know that becomes like your one run for loot from that dungeon for a week, right? Yeah. Which is very similar to like doing one boss per week for loot, right? In terms of like the yeah. mythic or whatever that the lockout there. So that's that's my other hairbrand idea. It's like to re- to make mythic plus like its goal to be pushing things as high as you can and like not this sort of to me like loot pin pinata of like oh i don't have all mythic pieces yet so i'll just run four 15s this week yeah. afk most of them like have my brain turned off and like just run through them but at so. the same time like having to do like this just reintroduces that like kata problem of getting on on tuesday and doing your badge runs yeah you get yeah. on tuesday and you do your badge runs and you log out until raid yeah, but like as a as a raider, like, do what would I care about that doing that? Right, like that's the other aspect of it. Like, this is mostly meant for like a, a from like a person who just wants to do mythic plus and push that. And like, yeah, if you want to, the problem is those do people good, they need other people to do those things with, right? Right, but that's there's, like, but I think there's a population of people who just do mythic plus that's there. That's probably healthy enough. To I I don't them. think it's big enough. To support that the, so the issue so at the high level yes there's enough people the problem is none of those people exist from like key level five to key level 20 that's all like casual people doing dungeons for fun for loot and raiders doing weekly keys whenever they can fit them in um yeah that's not people that are like dedicated mythic plus people because those people are doing 25s 28s and so you end up with the population problem where like at the top end it's fine because they have their own like self-contained uh key community and yeah. then at the bottom end it's relatively okay because people farm valor or whatever you know maybe that gets changed but right then in the middle it's a wasteland everybody does their one of each dungeon for a week and then they don't do they don't have any reason to do anymore and it's got to actually it's even worse than um it, it it isn't just that you have to get eight in it is that you have to get a specific eight in yeah. so if you've done seven of them and you've only got one left and your buddy's also done seven of them but it's a different seven there's no reason for you to group up because one of you can't get loot right right which is the same problem if you do a mythic raid with your mythic team and then you kill all but one boss and your buddy also did a mythic team raid with his mythic team. Could Can't all do it with boss. you because it's a different lockout. Like it's like I mean, it's, which is also the lockout. The mythic yeah. lockout thing is is it's uh, frustrating. Yeah, it's it's bad. It should not yeah. be a thing. Um, no, I don't. Sorry, I, I was going to say I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I know my my ideas are sort of out there in terms of it, they yeah. radically change the way mythic plus works. I don't think the Blizzard will actually do any of this, but yeah. I think it would be interesting if they wanted to 
take some radical stances and basically make Mythic Plus like its own pillar in terms of like yeah. your PvP, your Mythic Plus, and your raids, right? But I agree, yeah. like what you brought up there, the progression like of getting from like, hey, I want to start doing Mythic Plus. And like, I agree with you. It's like the middle will be empty, right? So, yeah. so yeah. like Schlim in chat is like fairly high level key pusher and yeah. is, so I'm going to take a couple of their comments here. Um, yeah. So like the, the issue for them is that they're sitting on 40,000 Valor after upgrading everything, but can't actually upgrade it to something that's equivalent to a Mythic item. You know, right. let alone let alone like an end mythic item, right? You can get to two ninety eight. It's sub mythic. It's less than three hundred four, um, right? And so, what do you do with that? Um, and then, so on the population thing, like you can kind of set the same thing that I was saying about like being a wasteland when people finish their weeklies. Um, you can more or less say the same thing about PvP. There's like the the people that actually push rating, and then the people that only do it for their weekly conquest cap and, and gear. And there's one key difference there in the, the weekly conquest cap. You, you, do, you don't have to do like a specific thing for it. You just have to do enough of things for it, right? That's true, yeah. So you can you can do games with one guy and then like log off for a few days and your buddy gets on and you go and you do keys or arenas with them, not keys, arenas with them and you get your, your conquest cap. And that's the idea of a val- of like the Valor cap too, except Valor is infinitely worse than Conquest because Conquest lets you buy high eye level items. Yeah, yeah, and Valor won't. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I, I mean, I think there's a, there's maybe a little bit they could do, but I, I think the the other problem too that this I think Mythic Plus always runs into is that it's it's smaller form PVE content. So like, yeah, raiding raiders will always do it. Like, and so like you have to balance that around it. It's not like yeah. There's very, I'd say, like, unless you love World of Warcraft, there's probably a lot less overlap between Raiders and PvP players at the high end. Um, and, like, but Mythic Plus-wise, there's probably a ton of overlap, or there is a ton of overlap, so. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I I think that they're on the right track with giving, like, you can, with Valor, upgrade things to Mythic Eye level. Yeah. That's a step in the right direction. Um. It still doesn't solve the problem of items like Gavel and Jathus and Antumbra uh, and even Cash from Zymox or First Sigil from Pantheon existing in Raid and not having a real equivalent from Dungeons. Yeah, but I mean, you could make the same excuse for like Changeling from previous seasons. The difference or... is everybody can get Changeling, not everybody can get a Mythic Gavel or a, a Mythic well, no. Antumbra. No, I think you're you're generalizing everyone there. Right? No. Like you, can, you can get... Like, ca- you can, it you is get very ca- easy to get the IO for of for upgrading your changeling and then just spamming twos until you actually get enough valor to upgrade your changeling. Like, that is not... Like, obviously, I'm speaking from the position of, like, a mythic raider, but we're talking about accessibility of, like, best-in-slot items, and I think if you're talking about best-in-slot items, then you have to be talking about it in the context of actually being serious about playing because getting best in slot if you don't actually take the game seriously just isn't right well i agree but that like i think in your case that goes both ways right like if you're serious about pushing mythic plus and the best item you can get comes from a raid you're gonna find a mythic raid to go into so i don't i don't think unique items are that big of a deal like i do think the like hard cap of the rewards being at you know heroic 
is the problem. Well, they're they're changing. I mean, they're changing that, right? So yeah, like, and that the is new, why they're changing it. Yeah, yeah, and like the new game, it's based mythic, which I think is fine. But I yeah, and I guess Blizzard, I think, always will lean in terms of like they they tried this experiment back in what was it? Is it MOP that had ten man rating that dropped similar item level to to twenty five mana, right? So they they tried that idea of I think like Kata did it too. Cat yeah, Kata might have been the first one of like having them do the same rewards, and it just doesn't. Like, there's no incentive like you I think there is a component of like organizing a larger group of people to be on the same page and do something as one versus like a small five man right and so yeah. like I don't know how you how Blizzard gets around that idea but I think that also yeah. plays into the fact that Mythic Plus just doesn't you can't just upgrade to like end boss right Mythic I just type items and I, in Mythic Plus. I think the key complaint is that there is a point where you surpass that extra difficulty from having to organize 20 people. Um, and the rewards right. don't scale up. You, right. you reach a point that it is harder than just doing, you know, mythic rating. Right. But there's no, you know, rewards bump at that level. You know, you get a title. No. Yeah. And I, the I title agree, does not I think- help you compete better keys. Yeah, no, and I, I agree. I think there is a there is a key level where it makes sense. Um, so it sounds like they're at least testing moving that that up a bit, right? Yeah. Um, which is good. So um, like what so. I would like to see is you know, they take this step. I don't think they're going to take another step for the launch of Dragonflight. But what I would like to see is another um at least another threshold where once you reach that point, you can start upgrading items to mid-tier heroic. You mean mid-tier then, mythic? Yeah, mid-tier mythic, mid-tier yeah. mythic. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, maybe there is some, like, obscene threshold that, like, maybe only a few teams reach, like, that lets you upgrade all of your stuff to the actual, like, end boss threshold, which would actually at that point be in some ways better than raid, because you can't get you know, right now you can't, I mean, right now you can because it's season four, but in a normal tier, you can't get, a, you know, end boss eye level at every slot. The items just don't exist. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So, like, I, I do think that there is a point that, you know, they set another IO threshold and they say, okay, here you go. You do this, you unlock Valor level 14 that puts it at mid mid here or mid mythic i almost said heroic again and then you know there's another one beyond that that lets you put it to mid-level mythic or end uh-huh. level mythic and like I, I mean it's no skin off my back if somebody is able to do 30s if they then are able to get full like 311 you know whatever the equivalent yeah, is. yeah 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 no i and i would i would agree with you to be completely honest with you like i think yeah because there's like 20 people in the world <laughs> yeah yeah no i i mean even if it was more even if it was like plus 20s gave mid-tier mythic this this yeah. first tier and like yeah. it was 25s that were like the you know end tier bosses right where the the yeah. pool was a little bit larger i think that's i think that's fine too um they just yeah, I mean, I don't they know. have to be the one thing they have to be careful of is they cannot set that threshold so low that it is achievable for people that are not in that category and that's right, really like, where they get into really dangerous waters, I think. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah. Like I like to be fair, personally, I should not be able to get max eye level mythic gear from doing the keys that I do typically. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I like use me I as the use case. Yeah. So it's just like because I don't do 20s or even 25s. Right. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. And it's it's very much like if they set it to something that people can reasonably do as part of like if you're a mythic raider and you can expect that your whole team is able to complete whatever threshold that is then the expectation because the community's just like this the expectation will become that you do that right exactly <laughs> and it's going to exactly. completely break yeah um, no, that's true that's true so i know we're almost out of time i know we've been hammering this mythic plus topic for a while i yeah, got yeah. to say my hairbrain ideas um the one thing I wanted to, uh, did you have any, sorry, any final points on the Mythic Plus loot stuff? Other than, it sounds like we both agree it's good. They might be able to take it further, but it's at least a yeah. good starting point, right? Yeah, like it's a step in the right direction. There are more steps that they can take, but it is a step in the right direction. Cool, cool. Um, so the only final topic, which is really just a quick one, um, Blizzard did post a, sort of like a clarifying post on set bonuses. So uh, along with some hot fixes coming in. So for monks specifically, um, the Windwalker set bonus did get updated. So the four set, instead of being, you know, after you use three rising sun kicks or spinning crane kicks, your fists of fury um, will get a 5% stacking up to three times like versatility increase. It's now just a flat 5% damage for each one of those stacks. Okay. So it's basically fists of fury does 15% more damage. Now, if you stack that up to three times, um, so good. They basically just the developer note was just like, we should probably just give you a flat damage increase as a DPS class versus just for a verse increase. So yeah, good on them. Um, and then the other thing from a monk set bonus perspective is the Mistweaver four piece will now trigger from the Essence Font heal that's applied by Feyline Stomp, which has been sort of a, I think a common theme this expansion with Blizzard in that they basically want Essence Font and Feyline Stomp to occupy the same space. But right. do different things, right? Like, yeah. Uh, Essence Font much more is like your heal HPS focused ability. You press you are a Stomp. sprinkler and you sprinkle the raid. And Phalanx Stomp is like the group is stacked and you you exactly group is stacked and there's enemy mobs that are stacked, so you do more damage yeah. and healing to everything, right? Yeah. And so yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, so now yeah, Phalanx Stomp will trigger four piece, which is a good change. I think you know that's always been. A, That'll probably be our question moving forward. Is anytime we see something that says Essence Font, the question will always be: Does Feline Stomp? Does Feline Stomp also do trigger. it? Yeah, yeah. They probably need to just come up with clear language around that, like making it say like Essence Font Bolts or something, or maybe they just name it Essence Bolts and like Feline Stomp does Essence Bolts and Essence Font does Essence Bolts. You know, right? Yeah. So it triggers on both because they they updated Font of Life, which is a talent that. For each essence font bolt that hits, it reduces the cooldown of Thunder Focus T. So that now works with Feline Stomp bolts as they're applied. Or the Essence right. Font odds that get applied during Feline Stomp. So yeah. they've they've upgraded sort of abilities across the board. Four set will now trigger from Feline Stomp, which is cool. So cool. Um so yeah, and then tier sets are live now. So if you want to go test them out, go test them out. Yep. Um I wore mine for raid testing this week. Miss Weaver um, feels real good. Honestly, couldn't even tell you that I had mine on, but I'm sure the numbers were there. Yeah. There's been some weird tuning stuff with Mistweaver. Um, just numbers are lower this week, but nothing seems to have changed. So yeah, we are unsure of what is happening, but 
Um, but in general, pass. yeah, to random. No, not in patch notes or any ability tuning pass somehow. But yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, um, tier sets are out there, so go test them. Um, Misu were still amazingly good. Um, so better than everybody else. Um, and I think, I think that's it for this week. Unless you had any other final points to cover. No, I I think that pretty much covers it. There's a few more like little loot things that we could talk about but i think we've pretty well uh pretty well said our piece about loot in general yeah um so that's going to be it for the show today thank you all for watching and or listening and if you enjoyed this and you want to support the other work that we do over at the peak of serenity you can do that over at our patreon at patreon.com slash peak of serenity and of course come join the discord uh that is the best place come and talk about talent builds talk about how your new set works figure out all these interactions between things like feline stomp and things that say essence font on them it's, it's real convoluted <laughs> and uh and uh yeah so come and hang out in the discord it's a good place to be but that is it for the show today thank you all for listening and we will see you next week bye <laughs>